La. Um, <laughs> right, hello, I'm Jay, and this is the Beyond Crazy Podcast. Um, one shot. Um, so this one, you know, we're we're still in the testing phase of this version of the podcast. Um, but yeah, so one shot. Um, I just take some time to just talk about one single show or thing I'm reading. Um, that I'm just really interested in. That is related to like BL or just like gay content in general. So, um, this go around we're talking about um Issa Sin, um, written by Rusty Davies, um, yeah. So, I may have I think I follow Ollie Anderson on Instagram and I like saw some um promotional material there from there and I was like, you know, in, and um. Finding out this is a story about AIDS, I was like, okay. I, I was kind of preparing myself for what I would be getting into, because, you know, it, especially at that time, um, I think it was like in the 80s, yeah. Because the first episode took place in uh, 1981, so it was like, as it just began to spread and it was kind of, not kind of, it just wasn't talked about, um... And just kind of how quickly that devastated the gay community. Like, yeah. So coming in, I knew, I knew kind of what to expect. But man, did these episodes were just like stacked, and it just like hit you so hard. Every episode, every every episode. So. Um, let's kind of get a bit more into it. Um, so I got the synopsis here that I got from IMDb. Um, it says Richie, Colin, and Roscoe leave home to begin new lives in 1981, but they find themselves challenged by a virus that most of the world ignores. And so, uh, kind of jump into episode one, um, September 1981. Uh, I believe we start with Richie. At this dinner table, getting ready to leave home, um, his mom was like, you know, oh, we'll clean your room for you. And he's like, don't do that. Um, and so he has to take all those sexy men magazines and um, take them with him. Um, her introduction to Roscoe, um, Roscoe is getting ready to get taken away um, back to his home country because uh, his family doesn't understand him and who he is and who he would like to be perceived as. So um, we kind of get this back and forth between his family's discussion and um, Roscoe and his sister talking and his sister was like, they've called in their uncle, here's some money, go. And <laughs> Roscoe being Roscoe, the iconicness that Roscoe is, puts on this little crop top, says, well, this is who I am, deuces. <laughs> and it was fantastic. It was great. Um, and then we get introduced to Colin. Oh, sweet baby Colin. Moving into the bed and breakfast. Um, uh, just me, Colin. It's just like, I just want to hug him and like protect him from the world. It's like, he's just so sweet and it's just trying to be the best person he can be. And it's, it's great to see. You know, it's just like so pure. Um, 
And yeah, he's moving to the bed and breakfast. You know, he has a job, tailor shop. You know, he's peeping like the cute boy that also lives there. So it's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, like some happiness here, right? Some, some cuteness, like, <sighs> you know, you want more. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is pretty much just like everybody's young. We're out of the house for the first time. And we're just having fun. So, yeah, so it was, like, a lot of Richie just hooking up with everybody. Because, I mean, he's 18, you know, just moved out of the house, can finally, you know, be who he wants to be. And who he wants to be is, you know, with the boys. And it was great. (laughs) Um, I believe that is how he met um, Roscoe, because, you know, they were hooking up at one point. We also are introduced to um, Jill and Ash, who I believe um, we're all in like the same acting class or like in college together. And, you know, Jill was like, hey, you should, you should ask him out, you know. Um, and, you know, Richie's just like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. And Jill, you know, Jill's the best also. Like, what a friend to have. <laughs> um, amazing friend. You know, sets her up with that, sets him up with Ash, and it it was great. It was also, like, a great, you know, baby gay moment of, like, mm, it's a little, little aroma going on down there. Um, you gotta kind of take a shower, and Ash was real cool about it. Um, and then after, you know, the moment had passed, and, like, you know, Richard was just like, so... <laughs> And Ash was just like, moments passed, but, you know, again, not terrible about it. It was just like, oh, okay, we can kind of chat up. And then Richie started saying things that he shouldn't say. Um, Let's see. But, like, yeah, so this episode was, like, pretty much, like, an introduction to everybody, kind of getting a feel of who everybody was. Um, We also are introduced to Henry through Colin and... You know, after, you know, the creepy situation with, um, I believe his name is Mr. Hart. In the back room, I was like, he has a great friend in Henry. And then we meet Henry and his partner. And I was like, oh, this is so great. He's like, we have the best boy. And, like, we have someone that's going to protect him. And it's just like, oh, you know, thank goodness. And, like, for me, I was like, you know, it's great for him to meet a Henry who was, you know, out and, like, with his partner. And, like, that's, like, someone, you know, that Colin could really, like, lean on and learn from and just, like, have a great friendship with. And, yeah. And um, then Henry got sick and couldn't come to work. And then we find out that Henry's in the hospital and... You know, Colin comes in and we see Henry just, like, alone in this large room in the hospital, locked in. And it was, again, just speaking to, like, the greatness of, like, Colin and his character. It's just, like, he was there by Henry's side the, pretty much to the end. And, like, oh, that 
that hit me hard like when Henry died I think it was particularly Henry dying and then like right after that ending scene was Richie saying I just want to be happy and it's just kind of knowing how that goes from there it's just like man that 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 hit me like a sack of bricks I just like could not just like deal with that like Man, especially, you know, for me, for it to be, like, someone, for me, Henry being a character, like, I wanted to kind of see around for a bit more and just, like, you know, have be, like, a kind of, like, a mentor guidance to Colin and, yeah, yeah, that was, whew. But um, Colin also meets the group. Um, you know, we go to the Pink Palace. It's great. And then we're into episode two, December of 1983, where we get Richie. We get, no, we meet Pete, who goes into the bar and like, Richie's like, oh, you're disturbing us. And then just kind of goes on this big run of just like conspiracy theories of like you know AIDS is made up and I think one was like he made it was like made up for like pharmaceutical companies to make money and it was just all this big ploy and I think was that end episode let me check my notes yes in episode one also where um Ashley is like in the papers, like, mysterious illness, and he kind of hits chill, like, you seen this? And so, we see Ross, Richie go, he's just, like, on this big rant. And then, this episode kind of mostly focused on um, Jill's interaction with Gloria, because we get Jill meet Jill would always see Gloria on this bus route and like they stop and they talk for a bit and then one day Gloria wasn't there and then Jill gets a call that you know her brother's sick and she's like brother what's that um and you know she starts taking care of Gloria and in that she starts wanting to kind of do more research on AIDS and kind of like you know, just be more knowledgeable about it because up to that point, you know, we have Richie just like preaching that it's fake conspiracy theories or I think something else that kind of came up was like, oh, it's an American thing and that, you know, we don't, Londoners don't have to worry about it. Um, and yeah, and so um, this episode, um, Sweet Baby Colin goes to New York with Mr. Hart, which I did not feel good about, but yeah, cause like, I was like, he's taking him to New York, has him away. I was like, oh, I hope they don't share a room together. That'd be the worst. They didn't, but we saw that, you know, Mr. Hart tried to make a move and seeing that Colin had the books that Jill accidentally picked up about AIDS Mr. Hart was like, ah. Oh. So I don't know if it was like a thing of, 
you know, without headaches or I don't know, like, kind of what the thought was there, but we see that um, after that, Colin goes on to get fired, which is pretty unethical. Um, and let's see. What else happens this episode? Episode two, we get Roscoe's sister's wedding, which is one of um, Roscoe's first scene, which tells us, like, for some time, you know, he's been away from his family. He's missing, like, a lot of milestones and that's solely because his family just rejected him. And it was sad to see, like, him especially because we know how close his sister is he is to his sister um you know his sister gave him the money to get out like later in the episode the sister comes back to you know see him and like kind of tell him how the family's doing so it's like i feel like that's like a moment that he was robbed of because i feel like you know his sister getting married he would want to be right there with her and like he was there but just couldn't pull himself to go in and that was really heartbreaking um see what else i have on episode two pete uh yeah gloria um saying that she gloria um they told gloria that they were diagnosed with like tuberculosis and they pretty much just like like oh i discharged myself and like walked out and so it was like well, whatever I have can't be that bad. And, you know, Jill, being the amazing friend that she was, um, you know, brought him food every day, cleaned for him. And uh, something, <laughs> like, seeing this, I was like, I hope that in the series that, you know, all this didn't become like Jill's burden, which it kind of did. Um, you know, it's like Jill kind of trying to wrangle the boys and the boys are just like, you know, whatever, I'll do whatever. And like, I was just like hoping that wouldn't be the case where it's just like, I wanted Jill to kind of have her fun, but it was kind of like for the remainder of the series, Jill was kind of like, doing the heavy lifting if you will like she's the one out there learning about AIDS and like you know I think she began working on like a call center and like she's doing all this work and like I mean I guess you know for to integrate is like true to kind of like what young men at that age would do I do wish like we got more of her Enjoying her life, because, like, we see her, she's, you know, working to be an actress, um, and then that's kind of it, like, we didn't really get any love interest for her, we didn't, like, I wish we could have saw the other side of Jill, like, we know that Jill's are great, like, we know Jill's great, but, like, I wish that we saw, like, happier moments for her, other than, like, her just kind of suffering for like most of the series trying to like yeah yeah but yeah um anything else on episode two now I'm gonna move on to three 
Okay, so yeah, so episode three is where we get Jill working at the call center and like towards the end of episode two, you know, Gloria's taken away, family comes in and takes away and kind of Jill's and like the family's like really terrible to Jill and then Jill comes back and like and it's just like gutted because like she knows what's happening she just saw a friend go home and the friend's just like promise me you'll never tell which is just like I'm just again more of the burden just being placed on Jill and um, finding out you know they're now like legit actors now and can you know apply for more legit acting jobs um and so we get jill on stage and stage play and it kind of goes back and forth between her and his call center and i don't know i guess it's like we're getting that jill's like on one end she's you know being successful like in her career like she's achieving her aspirations but she's behind the scenes she's also doing like these works as an advocate and just like her like you know answering the calls and like the calls that she's getting and just like uh, it's like again just adding to that heaviness that Jill had to deal with you know she's trying to educate herself she's trying to educate other people on it also trying to just like you know achieve career goals that's a lot on a woman in her early 20s like her friends are out here, you know, having fun, living what up, living life up, and yeah, and she's still, you know, just trying to help everyone. Um, and this is the episode where we find out that um, Colin um, has AIDS. Um, oh this episode will i cry i don't know <laughs> talking about it because uh, i've talked about this episode a couple of times and every time i cried um <laughs> so yeah um colin you know gets a job at a print shop um he his first day opening um the manager finds him on the ground um they think it's just like epilepsy and it's like blah blah, blah like the um Flashing lights the copier and then um has another seizure again and is arrested. Um the hospital said they were kinda keeping him under um what was it? Uh some bullshit act. Um where essentially they put him in a hospital room and locked the door. Pretty much what he saw Henry go through. And like, oh, when they first like door, I said, oh no. <laughs> Cause like in the moment I was like, I know he knows what this is. He just saw this. I know he knows what this is. And I was like, oh, please don't, please don't, please don't. And it was, um, Rotra is also introduced to, um, his mom, Eileen, um, fantastic woman. I love her to death. Like truly the best mom like it's like of course his mom would be just as great as he is um just uh i want to hug them both (laughs) um but yeah so um 
everybody comes together, get some lawyers, we get them out, we're getting them help, and um, yeah, we kind of just see him mentally go for the whole episode and just like, oh man, that that really just tore me up because it's just like, again, episode one, just seeing him come in and his little suit and he was just so happy just you know, to be, just to be. And kind of getting everyone's reaction to it, like, I think Roscoe was all, so it was like, he was the good one. Like, he was good. Why does this have to happen to him? And, which is just really the truth of the situation where it's like, it can happen to anyone. You can do it one time, it happens, you can do it a thousand times, it doesn't. It's just like, happens and man um some other things that happens in the episode um Roscoe was meeting up with this guy who was um staying at this like nice apartment in London and then we find out that it belongs to a prime minister and uh then he's like oh I'm gonna date a prime minister now so um then we also get these scenes of everyone getting tested and then Richie deciding at the last moment um, not to get his results. And so everyone, I think everyone else tested negative and Richie decided not to um, get his results. And then, yeah, kind of seeing that uncertainty hit him like at the end when they found out that um Colin had passed it's just like another hard reality moment that just kind of I don't know especially kind of seeing like where Richie was in that previous episode where he was like it's a myth to kind of in this moment realize it's real um, and that, you know, he may have it because, um, he was seeing, I believe, Donald Bassett and, um, it was another young actor and, you know, they were young, they were in love and, you know, they finally had sex and like, you know, Richard was like, oh, you don't have to use a condom, you know, I'm clean. It was that term. Um, and so they had sex on the condom and then. Later, Richie saw that he had, like, a mark on his lower back and, you know, pretty much ghosted him. And then at the end of the episode, he met with his, um, his, um, I think acting rep. And, like, you know, she was like, don't go home, Richie. And that phrase, (laughs) go home. We heard it so much and like every time I hear it I just go like my heart just breaks every time I hear go home don't go home don't go home or he went home or they went home or the parents took him home it's it's what she said she was like they go home and we know they're not gonna go back we're not we know we're never gonna see them again 
and like she's just pleading with Richie not to go home and I feel like that moment kind of coupled with um Colin's passing is just like man such such heavy moments <laughs> it's just um this show so many heavy moments um episode four richie gets his diagnosis um he goes back home to try to tell his parents um ends up kind of bailing on that again um and then he meets this bartender kind of tries to hook up with him because you know they you know he's like oh i should see you you're like rugby player you're so hot you're so hot and rich kind of made it weird um and then they kind of just had like this nice heart to heart moment where again i think this was another growing moment for richie you know it's like you know the rally of everything is really really setting in it's like he got hit real hard on the previous episode but like it's kind of settling in he has to kind of start coming to terms with everything um also this episode we have jill stationed at protests and we see that um richie and roscoe both kind of bailed um she didn't know if richie would be back for it um the prime minister told roscoe to make himself available on that day and so roscoe's like gotta go um <laughs> and so you know we have jill's being a part of this protest and um you know police show up um start arresting and beating all the protesters Surprise, surprise. Um, and then we get Richie back again. Um, and then this is where Richie reveals that uh, he has AIDS. Because um, he's busted open and Ash goes to touch me. He's like, you can't touch me. Don't touch me. And uh, Um, gonna move on to episode five. <laughs> um, uh, and so episode five, Richie is in the hospital. Um, they find uh, lymphoma in his chest. So, um, you know, has the choice of taking chemotherapy or not. Um, his parents find out, and they show up and shit to Jill again for no reason because the whole series is like Jill trying to do the best for our friends and kind of just getting short on the stick of it um and so you know the parents come Richie finally tells his mom um they have this nice moment um the mom also talks to to Jill in the kitchen and uh I don't know who that lady was in the kitchen but uh the way she handled Richie's mom was just amazing like 
she told the truth. Like, you know, you saw of your son what you wanted to see and not who he wanted, who he was. Um, and that was kind of like a truth that um, Richie's mom was not ready for. Um, she was very upset. The lady said, open the door and um, Richie's mom opened the door. It was great. Um, talk about getting just because like, like, I think for the most of the series, like we were like, okay, Richie's dad is just like a piece of work. But, you know, we see that Ultimately, like, he really, really cared about Richie. Like, he was, he said some not great things to Richie, but, like, finding out everything, like, that really just broke that man's heart. And it's just like, uh, you don't know how to show your emotions, so you just, like, mean all the time. That's how you, that's how you show you care. You're, you're a bit more cruel than, you know, normal. Um... And kind of just seeing, like, how his mom reacted. And I was just like, I don't feel bad for the mom. Because, um, like, before you just feel like, oh, she's kind of just, like, suffering. It's like, no. Like, you know, he's, he's not great, but she's much worse. And then kind of just seeing, like, how the episode ends with the mom just, like, would just ignore the calls or like if she didn't answer Jill's call, she'd be like, Oh, reach asleep. Oh, he can't talk right now. And then for Jill and Roscoe to be there when he, when Richie passes and the mom just like, you know, ignore them the whole time. They were like, we were here. Um, like he died thinking his friends didn't care. Um, you know, they were there to see him and she wouldn't let him and like that's something he'll never know. And that was Oh fuck that lady. Oh <laughs> But yeah, and so Jill tells her what it is. It's like her shame is kind of what got us here um you know and uh, again another moment for jail where it's just like uh, yeah so that was um then towards the end of the episode we see jill um go in and meet with this man who, like, you know, this, this hospital just filled with men who don't have family, who family is just kind of throwing them away, and she's just there to comfort people. And I was like, Jill's a saint, you know, again. Um, yeah. So many. <laughs> this was like, oh my goodness, the heaviest. Um, show I've seen in a while um it was five episodes but it was just like five really just episodes just stacked with like so many hard realities and like and you know seeing it you know 
through the lens of like in 2020 watching a show about it I can't imagine just like how scary it was in that time like you don't know what's going on and like you see all your friends are dying and like like I don't it's just like something like I can never fathom just like how to cope with that you know and I think a lot of the show was like their way of coping was kind of trying to ignore it until they couldn't and yeah it's just was a lot to take in. Um, again, um, I guess, I'll, you know, back to the whole Jill thing, I wish there was a lot more happy times for Jill to kind of, excuse me, balance out kind of what we saw that she went through. Um, cause you know, she was the first of the group that was like on the bandwagon of, Hey, we need to, you know, learn about this and like, you know, work for this. And, you know, everybody kind of just wanted to be, you know, we're young, we're having fun. Things are happening, but they kind of don't affect us. I mean, again, you know, true to, you know, being young is like, you think you're invincible. You think that things get happening to you until they do or until they affect someone close to you and then it's like oh and I hate that Jill kind of got the role of just like having to bear that burden of trying to help trying to fix it and I don't know I wish there was there was more I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, this this was this was a, a sad bit, eh? Um, <laughs> compared to the the first episode of this series, um, yeah. But yeah, so now we're in twenty twenty. You know, AIDS is not looked at as a you know you know certified like you have it you're gonna die you know we have treatment for it now um that pretty much you know you can be undetectable for it um so you know it's been Uh, stuff um but uh and it, you know it's still something that you know we're fighting for you know more education on it you know preventive measures treatments and yeah i think you know for me i think this was an important watch because for me i always got it from like the american perspective of like you know what happened when it hit the states and like who were affected and how it was handled state set so i i like that this was like a bit of an insight on how it was in london um so heartbreaking <laughs> um 
and yeah so um <laughs> oh gosh uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it here cause at this point I'm just rambling and there's still some work to be done but uh we're we're, we're, we're going in a good direction um so uh if you made it this far thank you for listening um this was a bit all over the place um i don't really have a format for, for what um, one shots will be for right now so i'm just kind of talking into a microphone for however long i can talk um and yeah so hopefully the next one will be <laughs> better hopefully you know the topic won't be it's heavy because trying to cover such a heavy topic, especially by yourself, is really hard. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening and bye bye.